Captain's Log, Episode 16. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars. Located at 3511 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens, now featuring for an increasingly limited time, the 2020 Goose Island Bourbon County brand stouts. They've still got some. Some. During my recent visit, Ryan sent me home with a Ghostfish Gluten-Free Watchstander Stout, Collective Arts Stranger Than Chocolate and Coconut Porter, and St. Ambrose Grateful Head Mead. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. The story of beer and cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. Suit up for today's show, featuring six unique pours and... Now don't check your calendars, it's not St. Patrick's Day yet, but we just couldn't wait until March 17th to introduce you to this week's guest beer avenger, Irish Red. Learn about her origin story, the unique joys and challenges of beer vengering Massachusetts, how we're all struggling to reclaim the color orange, and much, much more. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 16, The Luck of the Irish Red. We're the beer, 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 beer ventures, beer, 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 beer ventures, beer, 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 beer ventures. We're the beer ventures. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in Manhattan Town, New York City. I am the pale male Hophead Huck. And coming to you special from an undisclosed location in the county of Nassau, it is I, the Beer Wonder! (laughs) And I am coming from my secret lair here on Cape Cod. Who are you? I'm Irish Red. (laughs) Excellent. And we are... The The Beer Vengers! (laughs) <laughs> That's right. We are the Beer Ventures, everyone. We're uh, very much still working on our unison skills, but I think we're we're growing and shaping and changing every day. So glad you're listening. Uh, as you notice, we have a wonderful new guest Beer Venture with us today. Welcome, Irish Red. Thank you very much. Top of the evening to you. Sorry. Top of the evening. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not actually, we're not going to go into any of the stereotypes there. I'm sure they'll come up over the course of the show. Um, yeah, so we we have a we have wonderful guest, Beer Avenger Irish Red. Uh, we're going to get to know a little bit more about her uh, and her uh, her beginning tale. I think it goes by another name, but uh, we'll get to that when we. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to spark the theme. Uh, and make you think it was actually starting. And uh, we're going to talk about, we haven't decided yet either. We're going to start with Massachusetts beers. We might even move on to a whole theme of New England beers in general um, and uh, lots of other fun stuff. But before we do that, I I think it's time that, what is, oh yeah, I think we need to get to the pours. I think we do. Let's get to the pours. I agree. Get okay, well, uh... notice the glass. Wow. Oh, 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 Irish Red has a glass already. So a Guinness I, glass I, seems appropriate. I, mean, I, 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 I think she wants to go first. What do you think, Beer Wonder? I don't know. I mean, I, I was considering it, and I, I figured it would only be polite, right? Yes, it would be polite. You're right. I, I that uh, it should have been obvious. I'm so glad you you were able to come here today. That's my. That's what I do. Keep the propriety going. <laughs> Irish Red. Do without you. 
Let's see it. What do you got? What do you have there, Irish Red? So I have, this is a new beer to me anyway. Oh, my. Called Framework. I don't know. You guys don't have it in reverse like me, but, um, and I, it caught my eye because I noticed the logo at the top said Midcape, which is a local hmm. lumber home goods, su- like builder supply company <laughs> okay. here on I the Cape. And I thought, they're making beer now? Like, what the hell is that? So then I looked more closely and it's a shovel town. Aha. Which I've enjoyed many a shovel town. And they're out of uh, northeastern Massachusetts, not to be confused with Northeastern, which is on the Cape. Easton is closer to closer to Boston. Yeah. Now, is, is it strictly Shovel Town, or is it, a, is it a collaboration of some sort? Well, it's a collaboration with the the lumber store. The lumber store. I guess, oh, okay. but... oh, I see. <laughs> and so, and they my husband is also a framer. He's a he's a construction framer. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, it says mid Cape, right? <laughs> I just had never seen a collaboration with a home builder construction company before so that's very true you see a lot of coffee companies i hope it has woody notes yeah i don't know what what kind of flavors are going to be in there but um yeah so that's what i've got so should i just go ahead and pour it then crack it open absolutely i see that that. oh sound we all love to hear let's see that pour yeah hold her up for us a little higher please okay oh there we go Nice golden color. Oh, it's almost a darker gold. It's got sort of like an orangey feel to it, at least the way I'm seeing it. Is that I know I I missed on what the uh, what the style of that was. It a was it a pale ale? I think it's a New England IPA. That that looks New England IPA, and uh, it's a six point three ABV. Very good. Well done. I did not expect to come across this. when I was in my local uh, today, but here's my. That is a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful pour. That Lovely, is. like nice, uh, aggressive lot. head there. It's pretty, it's pretty translucent. I don't know if the lighting is good here, but it's, yeah. I can't see you through it. <laughs> it's more translucent than I expected. You know, it's, it's darker than, you know, like a Budweiser, but it's not a super, super juicy, hazy. Not full on hazy. Somewhere right. in between. Let's see what else we got going. Uh, uh, I, today, I want to do a beer, and today I'm doing a sponsored pour today. Oh. It, it's, a, it's a sponsored pour? Sponsored pour. Sponsored pour? <laughs> from our friends at Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars. This is from Crooked Stave uh, Brewing in, uh, it's in uh, Denver, Colorado, called nice. Dripline. This Ooh, is that's a beautiful. coffee stout. And what's like really neat art. about this is that it's brewed as a collaboration with a uh, a coffee maker called Huckleberry Coffee, and it says Huck right on the side of the can. Oh, how perfect is that? It's perfectly it made for, for me, yeah. What? All right, so let's crack her open. Oh, oh, splashy. That was a good sound. Mm, yeah, it's coming out of the can there. It was good. on The foam tasted good right there, so. Fantastic. All right, let's take a look at this. Oh, beautifully dark there. Yeah, mm. really... It's, and it's, it looks like it's pouring pretty thick too, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice, a nice white uh, It's not a very. It's not like imperial. It's about six point three, I think. Okay. And uh, yeah, getting that coffee nose, very good. All right. Wonderful. 
What do you got there, Beer Wonder? Well, so I, you know, even though I am, I have, I have retreated to uh, a different county for the week to make sure that I'm taking care of, uh, of Beer Venger important tasks out here. Um, I, uh, I didn't want to leave New York City entirely, and so I do have another beer from my home uh, secret undisclosed location in Queens from our friends at Keg and Lantern. This is oh. called the Lorelei Lager, which uh-huh. is. Summer lager, so living that lager life, a la uh, Hophead Huck for a second. More crispy um, chips. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's got a nice. Uh, it, this one I'm very excited about because it is a very traditional lager, but it is has a specific hop characteristic to it that I'm really excited about. It uses um, the Tardif hops for some nice aroma on that one. What so what, what, what was the hop called again? Tardif. T a r d i f. Yeah, that's a new one on me. They are French. Uh-huh. Specifically from the uh from a region uh known as Alsace, which I know uh the captain may have some familiarity I've, with. I've spent a little time there, yeah. Yep. And you can see it's got that gorgeous straw color to it oh, right yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Really just sort of beautiful, like nice green. uh creamy head on top. I'm very excited. And bring it a little bit of summer in the depths of winter. Yes. I've had yeah, very few Katie Lantern beers. Uh, I, I gotta we gotta get out there sometime and try some. They're great. I've actually spent some, I'll talk about this later, but I've spent some time brewing with their head brewer. Oh, very good. We'll have to hear about that. Captain? Well, my beer is technically not a... Sponsored pour! But it (laughs) did get it uh, from Astoria Beer and Cheese. I was there last Saturday, um, and uh, Sarah came from right around the counter to show me all the new stouts they had in. And this is one from a a brewery I was completely unfamiliar with, uh, but it's called Free Thought. Ooh. They are uh, they're uh, of contract brewers work out of Brooklyn. Um, this is distributed by twelve percent. Um, and let me make sure I have the name of this right because they've got all their names. It's a it's called a Sastrugi. 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 I looked this up. What that technically is? It's like in those very like Arctic climates where you have the hard packed snow, but the wind is 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 uh, just really brutal. And it makes those sort of like weird little uh, like shapes in the snow. That's called sestrugi. Hmm. And you can sort of see it a little bit wow. on, the, on the can. I think yeah. it's reflected there in the can art. Um, and this, we didn't plan this ahead of time. This is also a collaboration with a Brooklyn-based coffee, Grady's Cold Brew. Whoa. There you go. Uh, it, is a, it's a, it, it is an imperial, imperial milk stout with the... See, they've got the the. I have it here. If you, uh, uh it's a. Uh... It's got. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, with a uh, coffee and chicory, and uh, I'm just. I actually, I, I, I had this the other day, and I had to go out today and pick up some more of it because it's so good. So here we are. All right. Oh, <laughs> pouring my like, motor oil. Yeah, absolutely. Nice slow pour too, which is great. Deep, rich color. Nice brown head. That's developing more than I actually would anticipate for a beer like this one. Mm-hmm. Right. There What's, we go. What is the percentage on this one? Uh, it's a 10. It's 10. 10. 10. Okay. Wow. All right. That's a lot of it I, for, for a, a beer with that high alcohol. I'm a little excited to hear about how it's tasting. All right. Lord. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Taste these fantastic beers. Yeah. Mm. Well, I know that Crooked oh, Stave is known for their sours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, and they're, and they're great. They do really nice sours. This actually put, um, puts me in the mind of a sour almost. And almost like that Belgian stout we talked about, uh, from, uh, Wild, Wild East. East. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got yeah. a little more of a Belgian feel. Unfortunately, I'm not getting I'm not getting as much coffee as I want. Decaf oh. Stan needs more coffee. That's my other name. Uh, to, uh, this is a little Yoda-ish to say, but uh, the coffee is strong in this one. Oh, you see? Oh. Let's let's switch. Just straight <laughs> through the screen. Through this. Oh, wait, the, the, the people at <laughs> home the can't sound see that. Wave, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, anyway. no, I, I, I actually I wound up buying a couple of those ones because when Ryan gave me those uh, as our sponsored I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> when Brian gave us that one, if it's part of our sponsorship package, I uh, I knew I was saving that one for you, so I went back the next time and I bought some for myself. Uh, I enjoyed that one. I Excellent. can't believe it says hot because my can. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> it's yeah. because it's Huckleberry Roasters. Huckleberry Roasters, yeah. So That's cool. almost as surprising as seeing a beer with the the lumber place's name on the can. <laughs> I'm, you know, I've been looking for this on Instagram. I haven't found it. Uh, I haven't had any Shovel Town. So how is this uh, oh, lumber yard? Yeah, I really like Shovel Town. It's a good um, shelfie um, for for me. I'm I'm in Massachusetts, but I'm I'm over an hour from Boston or Providence. So in the and we're kind of a summer seasonal type of place. So we don't get as much stock on the shelves um, in the off season as we do in the summertime so you really got to do some hunting and um but shovel town is pretty consistent um as far as being able to find it uh on the cape this is it's good it's very smooth so i was saying that you know it's not okay. as thick as uh as those you know really juicy ones um so it's, it's almost like if you compared like uh pulpy orange juice to tangerine juice you know it's Still kind of fruity and everything, but it's I like that like, metaphor. It's like thinner, I guess. Is uh, is it maybe like a little less hoppy, like more and more like a double IPA? Like there's, it tastes yeah, it's a little double IPA, and then sort of right at the end, the finish has got more of a you know like thick kind of vibe to it. But I love this. Hopping, this is like, something I love to see. Uh, oh, the uh, lacing, yeah. yes, so beautiful. That's good. Yeah, you have a nice that, clean glass there, Red. That always makes me happy to see that. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. And I, the trouble with the smooth beers, I don't know if you guys have this problem, is um, you drink it right down. And then... <laughs> don't I know what I regret. <laughs> so sometimes one of the things I like about the really thick, you know, uh, beers is that it makes you take take your time and take it slow. So, but whatever. These are crazy times. So, <laughs> yeah, I've said before that I always really respect a low ABV beer that has a high flavor profile. And I also really appreciate a high ABV beer that is a little more easy drinking because that's that's real artistry. That's sort of like going against the grain of what like you expect the low ABV to be watery, the high ABV to be boozy. But if someone is really attentive to flavor and can pull it out of it, even despite the ABV, I, I, that's my hat is always off to those. Well, I, I got to say for a very traditional lager, which is what this Lorelei is. Um, I mean, it's exactly what you want, but oh my goodness is the, is this, the, so the, the, the Tardif hops are from 
Alsace, France, which I know the captain has had some experience with, um, but it has this wonderful grassy quality. So when you smell it, you just feel like you're in this beautiful, like glorious magical field. It does nothing to affect the flavor, but the initial aroma, the big sniff that happens at the beginning is just this feeling of summer and magic. And while I am freezing myself to death here, it's just nice to have a little reminder of that. And also I feel you Irish red. This is a little over 6%, but it's, it's, I think I'm almost halfway done. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But Keg and Lantern is a very cool place. They're in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, um, for those of you who, who are in our Gotham area. And uh, they uh, started as sort of this like old Polish bar when Greenpoint was a really heavily Polish area. And so they moved their brewery into the basement. Um, and it's a really tiny little system. So I was a little surprised to see them distributing because I have not seen much of their stuff. Usually you just have to go there to get their beers. Um, but they do a lot of traditional kind of interesting cool stuff and their their head brewer uh i forget where he came from i think he was from fifth hammer although don't quote me on that one um mm. has continued to do very kind of interesting things and i had the pleasure of getting a chance to brew a california common with him uh once in this tiny little basement area where all their brewing equipment is um, so much so that when you go into their beautiful outdoor backyard area, which I believe we've all had beers in, um, there's like a little secret passageway that you go down and you have to put your hand above it or you'll smack your forehead on the brick. Uh, and uh, and then on the way back out, you can also potentially smack your forehead on the way out. So it's kind of like this little underground layer uh, that is cobbled together to, to brew all of this stuff. So Where, where in Greenpoint is it? Well, uh, it's right by the Greenpoint stop. On the G train, I believe it's on Nassau Street. I Irish Red summer when I would live in no Greenpoint. Oh, really? Well, last summer when that. I was biking to all the breweries, I was thinking about you know that that, that bridge there, uh, whatever the bridge there that goes between Queens and Brooklyn. It's like I remember it was one of those ones that seemed to be like it was right off the bridge, mm-hmm. and because uh, I, I never quite made it to those breweries, but it's one of the ones I was considering going to. Yep. It's right off of uh, the Nassau stop on the G train, for those of you who might be traveling via trains in this unique time. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it is right on Nassau Avenue. Um, let me see if I can get a little bit more specific detail, thanks to our friend Google. Yeah, I used to but, live uh, yeah, it's- on the Williamsburg-Greenpoint line, and um, mm-hmm. back when it was more Polish people than, than not. <laughs> I'm going to be dating myself. <laughs> yep, it just now blocks you, from a carrier. Now you live in a place, uh, Red, that has a lot of uh, bridges, right? So you were talking about we talked about this last week, and you mentioned it just now that uh, it's it's hard to get stuff down where you are, even though you're what uh, 40, 50 miles from from Boston <laughs> yeah, because of these bridges. Right. It's, it's almost. I would say the New York equivalent would be like the Hamptons. So you know. Super busy, crazy uh, in the summer, and then you know, very turned back into quiet villages uh, in the winter. Although, uh, because of COVID, we've had a lot of New Yorkers um, deciding to just come to their summer home or their parents' summer home and just plant it here until you know they can go back to work and that kind of thing. So, we have had a slight uptick in the population. Yeah, that is a very that's a very specific type of New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying true. to get research on your beer. And it is a collaboration with Mid Cape Home. And it's called uh, Framework, just like your uh, your uh, husband's uh, work. It's a, it's built for uh, for your boy. I know. It's so funny. 
And a, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a couple of weeks ago there was a beer geek on uh, on Jeopardy, uh, and she chose to for for the oh very nice yeah, uh, and she was she was talking about you know in those interview segments that are so quick it was one of Alex Trebek's last shows, uh, and uh, but that's what she wanted to talk about this how she'd actually studied craft beer and she said one of her favorite things was the weird terms. Uh, that people would have for flavor descriptors, <laughs> like specifically, like oh, it, so it has that sort of forest floor. Uh, and the one that I hadn't heard before, so I had to look it up, is horse blanket. Oh, yeah, I think you haven't come across that one before. Um, in wine, they talk about um, a horse notes of horse hair. So I wonder if that's sort of um, carried over from the wine people to sort of that's the beer version of it because when people talk about wine i remember going to like somebody's birthday party a wine tasting and them saying yeah. you know notes of horse hair and i kind of was like oh, horse hair that, sounds, <laughs> that doesn't sound good um but so i wonder if that's uh one of those things that that's the beer trend probably yeah i think it also has something to do with like that it's like maybe this is with farmhouse uh, ales it's like it has that very like barnyard type quality yeah yeah, well, it, if you've spent any time in a barn, you know that's kind of a turnoff to me. Not that doesn't make me want to have a glass. Although when I was in barns, I was drinking uh, Bartles and James, I think, uh, wine coolers back in the day. Oh, oh so, yeah. <laughs> when you're doing when you're doing farm work, you got to have some Bartles and James nearby. <laughs> you need a nice nothing like a nice crisp Bartles and James. Uh, on a hot day in the barn, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking of you, um, Huck, because I earlier in the week I was talking to Huck about how it's hard to get a hold of any good beers, and I've just been striking out lately. And um, then, because I knew I was going to be doing the podcast, I ventured back out into the world, and um, I got an alert on my phone from uh, Huck. You're familiar with Ring Brothers. It's a little yeah, great uh, store, great chowder. Great chowder. Um, little grocery store that has like a conglomerate of like a liquor store and a butcher and you know um, different things. And they they had uh, Hetty Topper in house one four pack per. And I was like, oh, so I I dispatched my husband the the framer to go pick some up, and it's my first. Um, four pack that's from uh, 2021. So all the other beers in my fridge are from 2020 still. So I thought about having that tonight, but I wanted to stick to something more local. So that was lucky. And then the mid cape, you know, that was a surprise. That was lucky. And then the other one I got, if we go for a second later, is this one from even, you can't get more local for me, is uh, Devil's Purse. Huck was mentioning that in our year-end stuff about mm-hmm. some of the best. Yeah, ones I was around. saying that the Kolsch is uh, is my standard when I go to the Cape. Yeah, that's they're they're known for their Kolsch, and uh, they did have a in the store a twelve pack, and you get the free glass. And I'm kind of a sucker for that. And I was like, ah. and but then I thought, oh, what am I going to do with twelve uh, Kolsch in January with, without Huck right. or anybody <laughs> to visit me? You don't you don't you don't want that much. Kolsch. <laughs> you know, I could give it to my teenagers. I guess they they might 
they might want it, but. Well, that's something Huck, Huck struggles with all the time. He, every week I feel it comes up like I have so much beer and I'm the only one in the house drinking it. Since uh, Cider Girl, obviously by her name, is not going to be drinking that stuff. But talking about all these places, I think is a great yeah. segue into uh, since you you are in Massachusetts and you're, you, you're on top of these ones. And Huck has been telling us just about uh, Massachusetts beers in general, mm-hmm. because I've definitely there are a few that I like a lot. But I don't. But there are some that never even make it over the border. They make it to like some of the New England borders, but they never make it here. Like I had a, uh, I love Jack's Abbey. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack's Abbey, you uh, can get here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, over the over the holidays, I had a really great uh, gingerbread framing hammer. I see mm-hmm. uh, Exhibit A sometimes here, which for another Framingham beer. What else? Right. Is even the one I, in New York. Even the one I had last week from Night Shift. Uh, Night from Everett down here, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. was a really Everett, good one. Yeah. But uh, uh, lamplighter, we see sometimes. Yeah, lamplighter. Oh, what's? I think I had. I think I had an IPA from them uh, at a story of beer and cheese uh, a few weeks Can back. Then, one of their Lord Hobo. You get Lord Hobo here. What's that? Can you get Devil's Purse in New York? I haven't seen it. Have you seen it, Huck? Which is it? I was in. I was Devil's in Purse one time, and um, no. I think we're in Connecticut, near Mystic, somewhere in Connecticut. And um, <laughs> they had, uh, I was surprised to see that they had Devil's Purse. So it just made me wonder about their distribution. As far as uh, Cape Cod breweries, um, they, they I think, built that into their business plan more than some of the other TV. You know, there's so many great breweries, but some of them are just doing it for like, you know, they're more artists than they are business people, you know. And I think yeah, Devil's right. Purse had had a good combination of two two guys started it, and they had a real business plan. Like distribution was part of the original plan, so they quickly had their stuff canned and in stores. Compared to, there's still some some here on the Cape that you can only get them at the brewery, or will only distribute as far as you know their little truck will drive. So it's interesting to well, see. I, I'm- as someone who's never spent any time in your neck of the woods, but certainly heard a decent amount about it from, you know, Puck and others. Um, what are some of those smaller breweries that, that might be worth highlighting? Are there sort of little guys that, that are more that sort of artist than business person that you're talking about? Well, we've got like, there's Barnesville Brewing is one that's uh, a little guy on the Cape. And, um, you know, they've, they've got a selection that they usually will only have about five going at once compared to some of these, you know, really longer lists that you see. And uh, the OG brewer on the Cape is Cape Cod Beer. And um, mm-hmm. they've been around. Yeah, they're going on 12, 13 years, right? Something like that. Oh, probably even, I think longer than that. Because before, before we got married, they were up and running. So that's wow. 20. I just keep aging <laughs> myself on this podcast. But, um, <laughs> but uh they were, you know, they're very community minded and they were all about the growlers. And you guys remember the, the growler days when it was, you either got it on tap or you got a growler. Those, you know, people weren't canning. That took a while for that right. to um, start happening. So I used to get their growlers all the time. And that was another case of like, I've got this giant bottle of beer to drink by myself, you know. So, you would have a garage full of growlers. Knockabout is another one. Um, I'm, you know, Huck might know better than me how far Knockabout 
distributes. I don't know. I yeah, I think the they're they're staying in Massachusetts as well, and I think they're I think they're they're mostly Cape, but they do put out a lot. They put out, like you said, uh, Barnstable has like four out at a time. Knockabout has like twenty out at a time, and they're doing a lot of canning. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a really fascinating Falmouth, to right? see. Yeah, yeah, and then there's uh, what's the one in Brewster? Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, Hog River. Uh, That's in Orleans. Hog Island. Hog Island. Hog Island. Hog Island. It's not a river; Hog it's Island. an island. That's another great one. But they also seem to be more about. Are you getting one of the? Yeah, oh, Glenn and I were about to say the same thing. Yeah, we What about Treehouse? Yeah. So here's the thing. I know everybody got really excited to see that um, Treehouse, which is in the central, almost western Mass part of Massachusetts, um, is going to have a place here on the Cape, just over the bridge, for anybody who's been here in Sandwich. But I've been living here for over 20 years, and uh, the wheels of progress move very slow. So I would be shocked to see it. <laughs> I mean, you never know, but you got to go through the historic district. You they're saying the that they'll be ready this summer. District. I mean, they're saying they're going to be ready this summer. The only thing that think, makes me think that maybe they will is because everything is so, you know, ground to a halt these days that maybe they can make it happen. So it's going to be a boost to the local economy. So. But I'd be thrilled, yeah, because I haven't had a treehouse. I can't even remember when, because I just would need somebody who went to the brewery to say, "Hey, Mora, right. I went to the brewery," <laughs> yeah. and you know, people aren't traveling as much. My brother-in-law goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. he'll pile. I don't think we mentioned that. that, that, uh, that there. Um, <laughs> we're actually related, to Irish Red and, and myself. Well, that's yeah. It's it's interesting. Last week we had red. someone from my childhood, and this week we have someone from your childhood. Indeed, <laughs> uh, we are in fact uh, brother and sister. Uh, I was thinking about we have how a our mutual brother-in-law uh, who's a beer freak. Oh right, right. He's our. He's oh, so when you're the... referring to your brother-in-law, you you weren't referring to that brother-in-law. Oh, right. Well, he our our brother-in-law, my sister's husband, is uh, he's like a real like super snob like. He's aggressive about it, and yeah. he loves just other half trillium, vitamin C, treehouse, maybe foam. <laughs> That's it. And then he complains about those. He's been he's been texting me uh, this the past couple of days, telling me that these other half beers in Rochester are not up to snuff. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, in fact, when when I met him, I think that was the first time I was ever introduced to the term. It's more common now. The first term I ever heard the term hazehead. Hazehead. He is a hazehead. <laughs> I've heard he hophead for a while, but he's a more of a hazehead. He's definitely a hazehead. And I think I that like might I solve his problems if he would just try other styles. Well, like, you know, uh, I don't know if it's because we're related, but because Huck has all those uh, alternate uh, personalities, I feel kind of the same like i'll go through phases where all i want is the super thick hazy and then i, I get kind of tired of it after a while and then and i'm like oh let's have some fun seasonal ones because it's november and you know and then in the winter when it's really cold i'm like i want a nice thick stout you know just i don't know i i think it's i change with the seasons i guess yeah that makes sense Mm-hmm. Well, you know me i've been living the lager life and i'm going to continue that seasonal now snob. oh, oh second beer yeah, oh, we can't. Great. We can't. I don't have any Massachusetts beer. I do, but I'm 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 cellaring it. 
And uh, so I, do, I have a, the next best thing, New Hampshire beer. This is Schilling Brewing oh. Company, the Keller Pills. It's an unfiltered oh, pills. Yeah, it's a real good one. Oh, unfiltered. Good crack on that one. Oh, and in a small glass, too, representing the pony pony glass. Yes, <laughs> so this clear. This one, one of my favorite like... uh, beer glasses. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, it's got a great clarity to it. I can see straight through it. Ah, oh, that looks beautiful. It's a pony. Oh, it, it says it on both sides. Okay, what, yeah. if not only is it a glass from the pony bar, it's what is referred to as a pony glass. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the whole, oh, that's beautiful. Nice. Because the whole story about it, it's a small glass and the idea that if you go to a racetrack, uh, they'd have these small beers so you could drink them quickly and get back out and see to your bets. Um, that's how the pony bar got its name. Mm. Oh, did not and know that. So, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's what they named I it after. And so that is a pony glass. That. I, I thought it was named for the pony cake. I I could swear I read early on that was uh we'll have to well when we have Dan on we'll we'll clarify all of that. We'll clarify. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I uh yeah. I, I I think uh now that we now that Huck is settling into his second pour, I, I think it must be time for uh for the oh, what do you call it? Uh origin story. That's right, I think it's time for uh Irish Reds. Origin story. I think we've got little dribs and drabs of it already, but I think we need we need to start a little, go a little further back to get the full picture. Yeah, how, how, did, how did you get started in beer, Irish Red? Well, um, we mentioned that Huck and I are related, and uh, I was thinking about how um, our mother calls our dad Michelob, and I thought, well, there you go. There's that's <laughs> the start of it right there. So, as a kid. Um, if you were willing to get up and go to the fridge and get dad a beer, you got to have a sip. <laughs> so that was like Ooh. the rule. So that was like your reward for going, you know, and getting the beer. And um, so I think that's where I really got my original first taste of, for beer. And then I noticed that um, my mom didn't drink beer, and but all of my cool aunts did. And so I was like, yeah, why can't girls drink beer? You know, I kind of had an attitude so I was determined <laughs> fair, to, fair, uh, fair. to drink beer. And then, um, you know, then uh, in high school, I think I mentioned in the barn there, I was drinking the Bartles and James like like everybody else. But also in high school, I um, used to work at Friendly's restaurants, very New England mm. uh, chain. And I we, saved we my- in the Midwest also. That was, that was where we'd always- Always go, yeah. It's it's such a teenage haven. So I um, saved my uh, pennies and quarters and dollars and tips and enough money so that I could go to Ireland when I graduated from high school. And um, so I was 18 years old, and I somehow convinced my friend, and probably more importantly, my friend's mother, um, to let her come with me because she was only 17. And... Uh, more dating myself by saying that an 18 year old and a 17 year old just like got on a plane and went to Ireland with no, no plan really or anything. And um, when we first got there, we went into a pub and we were kind of nervous because, you know, we'd never been able to order alcohol. Um, And we were young looking too, especially me. So I, there's no way I was passing as a 21 year old. So we ordered Heineken at first and it was really funny because it tasted exactly like, the skunk Heinekens that I had had, you know, at home. <laughs> and then <laughs> I've never had a not skunk Heineken, I don't think. 
And um, then we decided to be brave and we switched it up to uh, Guinness, which we both uh, loved immediately. Um, and we traveled around the country. And so we the, the next stop, from, we were in Limerick when we first got there. And then we went to uh, Dublin and we um, found this pub um, on St. Stephen's Green called O'Donohoe's, which some people are familiar with. Um, and it was just your classic Irish pub, you know, with like a front and the back and, you know, and um, people were buying rounds of drinks and it was almost like a competition, which I really wasn't ready for. That wasn't sort of the American way from my point of teenage way of volunteering to pay for drinks. And so we were all buying each other rounds of drinks. And at some point I had a Smithick, which is an Irish mm. ale. And as I was saying before, the Guinness, I love the Guinness, but it was like drinking a bowl of soup, you know, like it's thick. Um, but the Smithix was smooth, like so smooth. And that just became my beer for the rest of the trip. Yeah, that's right. Then I remember I, that. You know, then I come back to the States and uh, now I'm ruined for beer because it's, <laughs> you know, it's the late 80s. There's not a lot of options other than imports. So if you went to an I actual Irish pub, sometimes they'd have Guinness on, on tap. That was before they had that Canadian distribution, I think. They had to actually import it. And uh, then I went to college and, you know, drank the cheap beer and everything. But I quickly learned now, that... I, I am I, a little curious. So when you... Having, having been to Ireland and yeah. tasting and going finding occasionally finding Guinness did you notice right away it wasn't the same thing you had over there oh yeah especially if if you got it cuz some place you you go and they wouldn't have it on tap but they'd have a can yeah and it was mm -hmm. like it came out a little bit looking like maple syrup and motor oil mixed together and yeah it just tasted terrible like yeah. it was on a boat for a long time or something i don't know it was not good but I couldn't really afford to be living that lifestyle anyways. And I was still wasn't 21 yet. So I couldn't go to bars. Yeah. So, um, and in college, uh, I switched things up to save money. <laughs> and I started, I would drink Boone's Farm wine in college. Because um, <laughs> it was $2 a bottle. And I didn't have to share it with anyone. And I didn't have to go in on a case with my guy friends who would drink most of the beer and I'd have like one beer. So fortunately, when I graduated college, the timing was pretty good that Sam Adams had become pretty established in Boston. So I was, you know, and I by then was 21 and, you know, that was my go-to beer at bars. And then I moved to New York and that was right around when they started to have distribution in New York. So that was lucky for me. It wasn't everywhere though, you know, so you'd, you'd have, I'd get imports usually if I, if I couldn't do that. And then while I was living in Williamsburg, um, Brooklyn beer came about. Mm. So that was also yeah. good timing. And, you know, yeah, you got the, you got that lager timing. Yeah. And then uh, Huck and I were raised um, to always support the locals. Like we would have like a plumber come to the house who even if he wasn't that good of a plumber but he was like our neighbor so he you know that was kind of how we raised so i i was like oh brooklyn brooklyn beer i you know i gotta i gotta eat brooklyn lager i gotta drink that because i'm living in brooklyn <laughs> and uh you know ever since then i feel really fortunate that you know the older i got the more i you know could afford it um 
the beer's just getting better and better. And then um, probably in my 30s or so, uh, after my kids were born, I just wasn't like pounding beers anymore. So if I was going to spend money and take the time to have beer, I wanted it to be like the highest quality beer mm. that I could get my hands on. And so that's sort of been my go-to the past few years. I just really look for, I'm willing to spend the money and get like just a really high quality beer. So I feel lucky. Hey, you like, guys got uh, like uh, Trilivery, right? Um, Trillium delivered down the Cape uh, this year, right? Ooh. Oh, that was Tril- one of the highlights of the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to Other buy at least that- a case, right? So I originally had to buy a case. They changed it. Um, mm. But again, they haven't been coming to the Cape as often as they were in the beginning. Mm. But in the beginning, we were like, you know, it was like the Soviet Union over here as far as getting a hold of anything, you know, like toilet paper, <laughs> or, you know, chicken, you know, just regular stuff. So good beer was also hard to get a hold of. And then at some point, I think Trillium realized that people weren't driving into Boston to get their beer. Um, <laughs> they started Trillivery delivering to the local area. And I guess enough people on the Cape, probably our brother-in-law <laughs> wrote to them and said, please, please come to the Cape. <laughs> and uh, and they did. And it, that was just so fun because you get to order online. You had to like get in there, you know, before nine o'clock and, you know, make some good selections. And so that's been good because that fills up my fridge and it, yeah, I'm the only one drinking it. So that lasted for a while. And then the summer was good because they just kind of keep everything well stocked in the summer. But now I'm kind of like luck of the draw <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the package store. Over the <laughs> package. You don't have it. Over have a similar package. thing in Massachusetts where all the brewery, because we've talked before about how New York early on in the pandemic all the breweries sort of were given, they they kind of changed the laws a little bit. So all the breweries could easily ship directly to the consumer. Um, sounds like that's what Trillium did. The other breweries, not so much, or? I know no, that I somehow, but not, not Treehouse though. Not Treehouse. Yeah. Treehouse definitely didn't. And there were some that were delivering like, you know, local to where they are, yeah. but not, not around here. And, you know, the other, the local breweries, they're easy enough to, to go get their beer. So sure. it's not like we've been without beer. Um, but yeah. once you kind of got used to having a good variety and that the stuff on the shelves weren't old, that's, it drives me crazy that they get really good stuff and then they put it on a warm shelf, yeah. like right under the heating unit or something. And I'm like, and then it gives doing? breweries a bad name when they do that. So like, that's where a lot of people uh, like to, like to diss on Lord Hobo. Because they became shelfies very quickly. Uh, they were this up-and-coming brewery, and they were like, oh, great beers, like just delicious. I was chasing all over Massachusetts to find them, get a boom sauce. And they very quickly <laughs> grew their business, started bigger dis- distribution, and then ended up having four-month-old IPAs on the shelf. And people buy them and go, what is this? You know, Because uh, the hops fall off you know, after four or five yep. months. And so that can, that's, that's very dangerous. You got to be careful when you get big and then you get a bad reputation. I think they're in the fridge now though, um, Huck. What's that? The, um, the, you got hobos in the fridge? I think so. Yeah. No, no kidding. That might be a Massachusetts thing. 
I haven't had a hobo in a while. I had a free bird uh, recently. Uh, Ooh. It's a, it's a freedom ale. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of just a simple ale. I don't even know what category it was. The free bird. Yeah. It was golden ale. It was a golden ale. Yeah. It was a, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Like Coors. I remember that was a thing <laughs> growing up that Coors was like this foreign import because they didn't have East coast distribution because of uh, the unions. Yeah. And, um, so whenever our uh, Michelob, our dad, would go out to the West Coast, he was always really excited to get a Coors. And then at some point it shifted into Coors was not, if you were uh, on a, if you were liberal, there was, there was some kind of, I don't know, it was partly an anti-gay thing or something else where like Coors was, it, it's not cool to drink Coors. Yeah. There was, there was, was a big something. boycott from Coors at some point because of some of their policies. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember early in the early days, like, 70s and 80s it had to do with um they were non-union like that was uh, believe in the union which you can imagine the teamsters yeah who distribute all the beer yeah it was <laughs> pro- probably probably initially it was more that than the yeah. than the the gay thing but then the, the other one became so big that they wound up hiring uh mary cheney uh dick dick cheney's daughter to be part of their like lead up their let's get better about that oh, uh, task yeah. force She's, she's, her name has been spoken quite a few times today. Well, is it on the, on the impeachment hearings? No, that's yeah. Liz Cheney. That's the other, oh, yeah, the other Liz, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Liz has no. been, Liz's name has been invoked several times today. Yes. Many times Very, because she's one of several, the 10. Yeah. She's, she is one of the, oh, I, we should tell anyone who's listening to this one. This is, uh, it's, it's interesting. We thought it might come up last week. It didn't last week when we recorded this. We were recording it while the riots were going on. Yeah, we recorded on Insurrection week, Day last, last week. This week we're recording on Impeachment Day. Yeah. Both of which are good days to have a drink. Let's be clear. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, but but yes, you're right. Liz Cheney is very important today because she is one of the 10 Republicans who voted in favor of impeachment. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Captain, what were the, what were the basic statements we put out at the beginning of this podcast? Oh, uh, well, we don't actually, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say his name anymore. Okay. Fuck, fuck, fuck T, uh, asterisk, 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 uh, black lives matter. And, uh, and wear your fucking mask. Those are the three things. Yeah. Yeah, Cause in a week we won't, we don't even have to worry about saying his name anymore. And just that orange cloud, uh, (laughs) Although we can still drink orange things, right? We can still drink hazy. Thank you. I've, I've always, I have to admit, I really like Cheetos. So it always bothered me a little when people compared him to a <laughs> Cheeto, call him a Cheeto because don't ruin Cheetos for me. He's ruined so many other things. Don't ruin Cheetos for me. When I was a kid, that was my color. I had a bright neon orange thin tie. Remember the eighties ties, the thin ties. And I had orange Chuck Taylor's. Uh, I was really Those into are, uh, the color orange, like bright orange. Chuck Taylor's, that's the sneakers, right? Yeah. It's like the sneakers, yeah. sneakers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you really, you were like, you own that color. You're like, that's my favorite color. Yeah, I did. So that was that I, could be the rest of us couldn't couldn't pick orange as our favorite color. And of course, I've played uh, <laughs> I've, I've played uh, the president on on several of uh, comedy videos. Uh, I'm glad that didn't become a career for you. I know you were no, worried it might. As a matter of fact, I was doing it right up until uh, the last time I did it was right before the election. We did a, a parody of yeah. Hamilton, the Hillary Rodham Clinton. That's the key of awesome, if you guys have never seen it. Um, and after that, I never did it again. And I, I, I would see sometimes breakdowns would be like, we need a, we need a, a Trump impersonator in Florida. We'll pay you this much. I'm like, 
I don't think, I just don't think that's what I yeah. want to do with my life. <laughs> I just didn't yeah, approve was, it. I think that was wise. Because there was a point where I was like, I could get a really good wig. I could get the correct suit, maybe even a, like a little padding in it. I could really just be that character. And I just said, no, I can't. I can't do that. So I didn't pursue it. Good choices you made there, Huck. Good choices. Check out the lacing on this pony glass, huh? Look at that. I was noticing that earlier. That's just so beautiful. That's the example of a clean glass, folks. Huck, how do you keep your glasses so clean? Well, I hand wash them. We talked. Can we just talk about this? We might have. Oh, Uh, I've listened to all the podcasts except for the most recent one. Okay, well, that was the best one. Except for this one. You were the second super fan in a row that we've had because uh, the the, the guest last week also had listened to every episode except the previous one. So tell us, Red, Uh, how are we doing? I think you're doing pretty good. So like like craft beer, I consider myself like a OG podcast listener. I've been listening to podcasts since 2001, I think, is when my first podcast that I listened to. Um, And so you guys are doing a pretty good job. And I I was uh, saying, you know, you've got a good blend of uh, characters and you seem very open to um, your guests and to things changing. So I think you guys are are doing really well. Keep up the good work. Well, uh, since you haven't listened to last week's, you, you may not notice. I know you like the whole way it changes and shifts around. Uh, you know, the, uh, a staple of podcasts is uh, having uh, recurring segments. Um, and uh, actually looking at Huck with that second beer has gotten me pretty thirsty. So I think it's not time for another visit. Second week in a row. I make it sound like we've been doing it for the whole time. Another visit to the Captain Cellar. All right. We're going to debut the new theme song for the Captain Cellar. Yeah. Are you ready? Exciting. Going to the captain's cellar Come high water or hell yeah It's filled with stouts and porters Made with bricks and mortars Going to the captain, the captain's cellar That was beautiful. That was delightful. Wow, nice job. I, uh, in case I ever decide a Captain's Cellar pour is going to be the opening pour, though, I'm going to cut out a very small section of that so we don't find it being thirsty for a long Let time. Let me re-record that's it. That's not how I expected it to sound, but I think it might have been okay. That's, that's beautiful. I just wrote uh, yeah, that last week, a couple hours ago. So Last week, we were talking about how I have a lot of beers that we, since we haven't had a lot of gatherings, every time I get a special beer, I save it for like the beer venture gatherings used to have that we haven't been able to have for a while. And so now I think I'm I, the second, if, if there's a second pour every week, it's going to be one from that stash. This is one I've been cellaring since October. Okay. Um, and if you listen to the show where I drank the anarchist jurisdiction beer uh, from big Alice, by the way, I still got to pick up their curtain up. I know you got one of those recently, Huck. Uh, really looking forward to having that one. Um, but we, we, we talked about the anarchist jurisdiction and I, I couldn't remember the names of all of the anarchist jurisdictions and I left out Seattle and I promised to make it up to them. And I'm yeah. finally am with this standard brewing enemy of the moon. Oh, can art on point as well. It's been in my cellar since October cellar, meaning my mini fridge. Uh, it is a, uh, it's an, I believe not, it's an 11%. It 
Not uh, made of brick is, and mortar, uh, no. I would hope. <laughs> no, it's not. It is a, a blend of barrel-aged imperial stouts. Oh. Um, it's uh, What's interesting, I, I was looking it up today, and apparently they had a, a, a series before that, like six months before that, called Enemy of the Sun, which was sort of a peated uh, stout. This one was aged in Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. That's uh, So here we are. You said it was a blend? Of two stouts? Well, that's what it says. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what what that means. I, I didn't see that when I looked up the thing before. But yeah, it is a, yeah. It is a blend of barrel-aged Imperial Stouts. But uh, but yeah, apparently they come from the uh, Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. Huh. And here we are. All right. Google Let's take that. a look. Huck. Oh, I, it's, it's literally pouring like molasses. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, this may be one of the, I know I say this every week, but this truly may be one of the darkest beers. Like it just feels like it's yeah, absorbing really that way for sure. It really just looks like it's absorbing all of the light that is coming out of. And it screen. does have a nice little head there, but it's a, it's a subtle head, but it, it's existent. Not like I remember you were saying the one I had last week had none at all. This one has definitely it's there, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Absolutely present. And what's the percentage on this one, Captain? I, I, I believe it's 11. Um, <laughs> big day for the Captain. Wonder wants to know how soft you're going to be in five minutes. I just well, yes, I have to. Uh, I feel like it's my duty. <laughs> and it's you're a, not driving anywhere, right? That's okay. We're at we're at that point. It is, it is a full. It's a full eleven percent. So we're, we're at that point in the show where we might be okay. We might make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll make it. To, I'll, this is actually. Uh, we've been recording this on Wednesday nights, and uh, I've got to make sure I phrase this properly so I don't make my family annoyed. Uh, I often wind up going to a family call immediately after this one. And, uh, and, uh, it's, uh, I, am sure they enjoy me more after a couple of beers. <laughs> I, I had to phrase that. So it's not the other way around. I enjoy them all the time, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they may be listening. Although they wouldn't know who you were. At least would... one of them will be. And he'll, he'll appreciate that. My father listens to pretty much everyone. Oh, okay. uh, uh, flavor on that. Flavor is really nice. It's uh, yeah. what are you getting? Yeah, this is a this is a nice leisurely sipping beer. Very, the boozy quality is very strong in it. Um, not overwhelmingly so, but it is. It is. It's. It's there. It's. Uh, it's. It's. We're, Any it's, uh, horse blanket. If you told me this was a fourteen percenter, I'd probably believe you then too. It's. Uh, yeah. It's. It's. <laughs> it's. It's, uh, it's. It's powerful. All right. Definitely taste that bourbon there. Well, in our in as we're moving into weeks and beers, I do want to do a quick shout out to a brewery that is because uh, a lot of you know it's getting to be winter time, and that means it is a very hard time, at least in the in Gotham, and I'm sure also out on the Cape for people to gather and get a beer. So I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Circuit Brewing Company. I had one of their beers a few weeks ago. Uh, buddies of mine, very excited about them. Small little place in downtown Brooklyn uh, that have just pioneered the window, which is a nice little pickup spot where you can get some beers that they are, uh, that they're continuing to brew in there. Uh, and they're going to have uh They've got three cans that are going to be available at the window. They've got the Quality Control Pilsner, the Witch Doctor Sour, and the Death or Glory IPA. So I know the captain mentioned in the previous year to take care of our, our nearby neighbors. And so I wanted to make sure that I throw a little love out to my friends at Circa uh, who've been taking good care of me during this indoor time. So swing by if you want a beer. Very nice. Yeah, that's 
That's great. Uh, in 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 light of the uh, the numbers going up and the weather and the respect for the neighbors, I think all combined, Single Cut uh, has also recently stopped doing their outdoor uh, thing. They, I mean, they've. I, I think there were always more, especially in the winter, more about the deliveries, uh, which they I, I, they seem to be doing a lot of them really well. But uh, I, I'm, I'm glad it's it's it's. I see a lot of stuff going on uh, here where, where people are just saying, okay, they're only paying attention to what they have to do. And I'm always impressed with someone is doing something that, you know, we we're technically we're allowed to do this, but we're not going to anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, this is legal, but in the spirit of trying to make everything better, let's maybe go a little further. Cause, uh, and so I appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, me too. Yeah. Uh, Devil's purse actually, um, I was going to go there today and I saw, you know, they changed their hours. So I, I got some devil's purse at the, at the tacky, but um, I noticed that they had reverted back to window service only. And they wow. had set up kind of this. Um, it's interesting to see everybody's creativity during this time period, but they set up uh, a window that looks kind of like, um, like an ice cream you know, shop type of a window. Yeah. Slide the window. Yeah. At first they, it was funny because back in April, they um, just pushed like a couch up against the, they have a big bay door because it's in a, um, you know, it's in one of those like. It's like a garage warehouse type, type of Yeah. Space. Garage warehouse type thing. So they just put like a couch or something up against the door. They kind of barricaded it up, but now they seem to have a actually built something that's got a window and um they sit there on the couch watching tv and stuff and then if anybody shows up they they give them a beer so <laughs> <laughs> but i also appreciate that i appreciate anybody who's um doing anything to help us get to the other side of this because you know, i remember yeah. uh, i remember being very excited when devil's purse opened it must have been uh, five years ago maybe it feels and like that maybe yeah. actually let's it says it on the can uh, but it, the place, there was a brewery that was literally like within a mile of my parents' house. You know, I was like, oh, oh, it's so exciting. And when we went there and I had a, I had a flight and they had a really good stout and a good IPA. And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was so happy, you know, because if we went in there and tried the different beers and was like, oh, <laughs> you know, that would have been really disappointing. This finally get this brewery right down the street. So they're, they're, they're a good place. They're a good place. We like that. Yeah, it's so nice to have. It's just a really nice thing. And we also, I mentioned uh, Ring Brothers is a mm -hmm. store that um, is nearby too. And they they cater to trying to have as many, Portside Liquors is the, the name. Yeah, they the have a great selection. At, uh, at, They've got uh, an excellent selection. And then Moonshine Liquors is, is sort of my go-to. And they... And the only reason I'm mentioning this, even though you guys are in mostly New York podcast, is that uh, on one of the Facebook um, groups I belong to, uh, New it's, a, it's a New England beer uh, group. People yeah, are I think saying, the cat's in going, that group too. I'm going to the Cape. I was for a while, yeah. What do, you, what do you guys recommend on the Cape? And I always say the same, same thing. And I'm like, go to the Devil's Purse Brewery. <laughs> go to Ring Brothers. Get some chowder and beer. Go to Moonshine, you know, so I figure I'll say it uh, here. We're going to be documented. <laughs> yeah, there's a, the, the group is like the New England. Was it the New England Beer Exchange, the, the Facebook group? And and, and it, people will bring that up all the time. They'll be like, 
I'm going to the Cape. What's good on the Cape? And be like, yeah, well, so. this knockabout, Barnstable, Devil's Purse. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay right in Dennis. Recommend. I, I think local. one of the best reasons for us to have, I mean, there are a few good reasons to have lots of regional people on here. One, because, well, I mean, including yourself, we have a lot of listeners in Massachusetts. Uh, and also for those people who aren't, there will be a time when we can travel and go places again. And every time we, we have you this week, we had uh, my, my, my childhood friend uh, uh, from Dayton, Ohio, the week before. We had uh, the Trapel Man from Philadelphia. Every time we have some, some of those places, like, okay, this is when I'm allowed to go out in the world and be places and, and experience everybody. These are things that can go on the wish list. This gives us something to shoot for, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Well, the nice thing about the um, the Cape this summer that was good, it was a little stressful to have what felt like crowds being here, but, you know, a lot of what happens here is outdoor focused. So yeah. people were, and it's also driving distance from Philadelphia, uh, New York, Boston, Providence. So you don't have to get in an airplane, you don't have to go to an airport, you know, so it was it was good that people were able to to come to the Cape and it like just about kept our local economy going because we rely on on the summertime business so much. So yeah. it was a little bit stressful to see like, you know, yeah. people having a house party or something like that. But for the most part, you know, people are outdoors and um, sitting at picnic tables to eat their food. And and, uh, and because it's Massachusetts, we were pretty um, strict about wearing masks indoors and Every, right. you, know, you couldn't go into any of the stores or restaurants without a mask on. So it actually was kind of nice that people were able to come here. So I was happy to promote the local businesses. But New York, Very the good. last, uh, my daughter goes to college in the Bronx. And um, I've, so I've been going to New York uh, fairly often. And it's just pull into the parking lot. She gets in the car and we turn around and leave. Like, it's yeah. really weird to be going to New York and not see all my relatives, including Huck, you know? Yeah. That was probably one of the perks when she went there. Well, I get to go to New York now. Yeah, exactly. But she, she meant, you know, one of the good things, she's a freshman and, and one of the good things about her being a freshman is she wasn't um, relating her experience to the previous year. Oh, so yeah. she, she was able to still, you know, she wasn't here at our house, you know, so she, where she had been fairly, you know, stuck in her bedroom for months on end so she was somewhere different she made some new friends and she got to enjoy the city um despite a lot of things being closed um she just likes just she wandering loves it here, around yeah. the city she loves it so in a way you know it works out okay for her i think if she was a sophomore it might have been harder because then she'd come back and say it's not the same as it was last year but because she was a freshman, it was still all new and interesting to her. So um, she, you know, whenever I hear anybody, you know, disparaging what New York was or anything like that, I'm like, well, my daughter had her first year living there and she loved it. So most of the people who disparage New York have really never been here. <laughs> or they right. definitely haven't come over here. Let's be real. Or they're, they're afraid of it. Yeah. Why they left. You know, they're they're probably justifying why they left, you know, and which I think is silly because I used to live in New York and and I left, but I think you can still love New York and leave, you know, you don't have to pick, (laughs) you can love both. 
I agree. Um, I, I, I know we're going a little bit long now, but I, I, uh, no, I know. I, I, okay, good. So I saw you grabbing the, the uke. I thought maybe you were getting ready to, uh, I mean, we can, I just, I, I want a couple things I want to talk about Please. my weekend beer. I don't know if you guys have stuff you want to talk about, about your weekend beer. Um, yeah, first I'll of start, all, I'll, I, I'll uh, start, I'll start. Yes, go ahead. The week in beer. The week in beer. The week. I wish I had my shaker yeah, egg. That would be a good song to do the shaker egg to. <laughs> I just wrote that an hour ago. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I talked about how when I when I went to Story Beer and Cheese on Saturday and and got this the the first beer the free thought free thought yeah which is uh, I re- couldn't recommend more. Uh, yeah, okay. they were uh, they uh, that those guys actually apparently started out at this uh, farm to table restaurant in Brooklyn or maybe it was called it was called the. Uh, uh, Blue Hill, which I'm not really familiar with, but it looks like Beer Wonder is maybe. I've heard the name. I don't know much about it. Yeah, I think they were like brewing stuff for them and then just sort of expanded, but they still don't have their own space. And so they've been moving around and I just, uh, but they're trying to keep that same basic aesthetic, which is really cool. I also got a beer that I haven't tried yet, but I like, it was one of those things, it's like an $11 can. And so I'm like, okay, I'll get one. And I still haven't tried it, but I uh, I went back and I, I got a second one today. It's an Omnipolo... Uh, it's, oh, see, I can't even read my handwriting here. It's a Morelic. It's, it's a, it's a stout. It's a Imperial stout. Uh, the name of it is just Morelic. I had to look it up because it's not even on the can. It's like some sort of, uh, (laughs) uh, native, uh, blanket for something, but the full name of it is Morelic Mansplanation Stout. Okay. They call it that because the flavor is so complex it's impossible for a man to drink some of it and not immediately begin mansplaining the beer. Uh-huh. So uh, perhaps that will something we'll have on in the future. Oh, I also, oh, this is the other thing I just thought was great. I don't think I said this before. The free thoughts, uh, their, their, uh, their, uh, their, 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 not mission statement, whatever, uh, is uh, eclectic beer crafted with care. Oh, yeah, I think that's cool. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so I got those great beers. Oh, I also did mention, I uh, wanted to mention again, we, we talked about them, uh, but it always bears repeating. The Curtain Up project is still in full swing. Huck got the Big Alice one. Uh, they're, they're available from Big Alice. They're available from Gun Hill. I know some upstate breweries are doing it. And uh, before long, we're just going to be swimming in Curtain Up beer. And every, every Curtain Up beer you, you get, some of that money goes to local performing arts organization. So keep an eye out for curtain up beer. Is there a website um, where there's got a map I've seen with some of those other um, shared recipe ones, you can look on a map and see, see who's doing it. Do you know if there's, I don't a- know if there's a map, but there's a list of right now. It's, it's, it's not too hard to find them because they've only got about 60 breweries. At least the last time I looked, I did see once one of them put something on Instagram said they just signed up like five, new, five more breweries for it. So that's I, I don't I don't know the, but the last list I saw was fifty eight, um, and I don't know how close to your neck of the woods there, but I'm, I mean I like I, I know there's a lot of New York, New Jersey, uh, like some of the ones I've seen that we haven't been able to get here from seems to be mostly from upstate places that uh, only have uh, crowlers, uh, mm. growlers or crowlers or um, they're on draft. Yeah. So yeah, so, so I think in fact today I had various technical issues today. Otherwise, I think I would have gotten on a bike and gone up to Big Alice, but I just might do that tomorrow. Um, and the other highlight of my weekend beer was on Saturday when Huck drove to my front door 
And I got to go downstairs and we exchanged a few beers, including the one he had for his first beer tonight. Yes. Um, and I got to taste his very best. Was it? No. Best lager. It was best lager. Okay. I, I, I knew it was a, is a, because it's a black lager. Best? Okay. Uh, best. Did you say best? Well, well, it was, it was oh, his favorite. Oh, oh, do you get on him for that also? Uh, oh, no, it was, how uh, can yeah, it be it was, the best? It was his 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 best New York black lager lager of the year, and it was really good. Uh, he also yeah, he also brought stuff, over yeah. uh, he also brought over an evil twin, uh, even more Hydra, and anything that it says evil twin even more. I'm I'm have a hard time resisting it. I'm I might try and save it for a show, but I uh, can't promise anything because <laughs> evil twin even more their entire even more series. Uh, I mean. Uh, to misquote uh, Jerry Maguire, you had me at even more. <laughs> you had me at even more. I, and interesting uh, enough, uh, after visiting the captain, uh, Cider Girl, we got back in the car and she, we're, we're just parked out front of his house. And we look and I, and she goes, is that a fire? And I'm like, Red will get this. Uh, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I think there's a fire starting in that driveway. <laughs> so we get out of the, I get out of the car and it is, this newspapers and leaves are all on fire, like a cigarette butt had burned them. So I'm in somebody's front yard stomping this fire out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and That's I right texted, texted the captain. I said, by the way, I just saved your neighborhood. Yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciate that. We're burning yeah. down. <laughs> but uh, Red knows this. We have to do these things. And we're like, oh, okay. And That's the first thing that Cider Girl looked at. She's like, oh, I have to go put out this fire, don't I? Yeah. Like, is there anyone? Is there anyone? I guess it's going to be it's me. Us. It's us. <laughs> We're going to do it. And we did. It was fine. I tried to knock on the door and tell the people that their yard was on fire, but no one answered. It's above and beyond for you, Huck. That's above and beyond for sure. But yeah, That's what gave, we do. Gave you those what we do with the event. We're Avengers, huh? Saving the world I'm one beverage at a time. And fire, apparently. I didn't realize that was in our arsenal, but I'm happy to. <laughs> so and, how and about... Yeah. I was going to say, of course, I also gave you some of my balls. Uh, oh, yes. And I, I got the nice uh, uh, chocolate bourbon balls, which are excellent. Excellent. Thank you for giving me that. And rolled every year. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to have one right after this. Oh, my God. Uh, there was one point where this year I almost didn't make them because I knew I was going to be able to go parties and distribute them. I was like, I will make them and I will get them. At some point or another, I will figure out how to give them all away. The ones I don't eat anyway. <laughs> and so uh, I actually, since I thought, since I thought he was you were getting address. some to give to Beer Wonder. I actually have a, I already have Beer Wonders portion set aside in my freezer right now. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, any other weekend beer stuff, Beer Vengers? Well, I kind of told uh, you about my weekend beer that I got lucky yeah. after after not being lucky for a couple of weeks. So I feel like uh, the good luck must have come from uh, being asked to be on the podcast. So thanks. I get the beer. Yeah, it was great to have I'm Irish happy. Red with us today. For yeah, sure. this is great. Time flew by. I can't believe it's oh. been this long. It's been uh, been a wonderful guest, and uh, and 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 come back anytime. Yeah, next anytime. time I come on, I want to talk about uh, can art. Yes. Oh, right. oh we have to that, talk yes. about can art. Yeah. We should invite you to our next production meeting because that's what, most of what we do is like. What, what can we talk about now? Haven't we talked about everything yet? So we have to, we have, we're constantly coming up with like topics to keep us interesting. So that, we're that'll get the be brother-in-law on. I don't know what his beer binger name is, but uh, maybe oh, that's uh, brother-in-law. Our brother-in-law? Maybe that's, 
that's his beer vendor name. The brother-in-law. The brother-in-law. <laughs> he might be Hazy. too much trouble. He Let's might be too much Hazy. trouble. He gets on the air and like, no, this is terrible. Pour it out. Yeah, well, he'll have 11 other beers to taste. Although he doesn't pour it out. He'll say it's terrible, but he'll finish it. He'll finish it. (laughs) He's like the Bill Burr character on that SNL sketch we were talking about. Drinking his pumpkin beer. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Beer Avengers that are here. Thanks, Beer Avengers who are listening. And uh, because if you're listening, I don't know if you have a name yet, but... uh, uh, oh, also, uh, real quick, sorry. <laughs> no, we, we, we want to do a fan show coming up. Uh, we, we have a lot yeah. of ideas, and I want to thank, oh, I almost forgot. want to thank the people at the uh, Acquired Tastings podcast. Uh, they're, they're friends of a friend or family of, of a friend of, of Belgian babes, and they gave us a wonderful gift of a wonderful four-pack of beer from Arkansas. Uh, that we hope to share with you on a future show. We really appreciate that. And I'm trying to figure out what I can give you in return because it's just wonderful to have fans. So if there are fans out there, reach out to us on social media, reach out to us at thebeervengers at gmail.com where you you see us and you can rate us, subscribe. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Instagram. But are we on TikTok? Uh, no, but I believe that uh, Hophead Huck might be on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. Irish Red is on TikTok. You know what? We're on, yeah. we're on YouTube. I don't think we've mentioned YouTube before. Oh, right. No, you, somebody you, told me that if you're if you have to like work and pretend like you're not working, it's a lot harder to watch us on the other things. But YouTube is somehow gets under the wire. So are you going to start putting? These <laughs> don't short shrift YouTube. What's that? Are you going yeah. to start putting the visual up on YouTube at some point? Is that in the plans? I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think we are. We we will put we'll put some more stills on there. We put a, a little trailer there uh, with us, but uh, no, it's just basically it's just a still image where you can listen to the audio podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh. we could do a special one at some point, but we have uh, we have all kinds of ideas, uh, which is part of why we want to get feedback from you, our fans. Uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you like to see, what you would like to hear read on the air, because there's not many of you, and anything you write to us, we will read on the air. <laughs> we will we'll make you immortal. That way. So, so please do that. Uh, probably, I mean, may, prove me wrong. Send us so much stuff, but if if if, if, if anything you send us, we will read on the air. Uh, we're not going to be like Ron Burgundy looking to the teleprompter saying. Uh, Seattle, San Diego, go fuck yourself. But, uh, no, but, like I, but I think most things, most things you send, we, we should be able to read. Uh, thanks again, everyone. And you're ready to play us out. And then I sucked us back in. I think I, we're ready to know, say goodbye. We don't want to leave any stones unturned. We don't. We don't because there might hey, be we'll shit see you guys there. next week. See you then. Thanks right. again, Irish Red. Well, with the beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We are the beer Avengers. I wasn't ready. Okay, I think that'll work.